Good morning and welcome to day 46, our final day of Lenten prayer with St. Cuthbert. Let us pray. God of time, God of space, fill this moment with your grace. God of motion, God of peace, from each sin give release. God of quiet, God of might, keep us ever in your sight. Amen. Our psalm this morning, Psalm 150. Alleluia. O praise God in his holiness. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the blast of the trumpet. Praise him upon the harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dances. Praise him upon the strings and pipe. Praise him with ringing cymbals. Praise him upon the clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. God of life and love, whose Son was victorious over sin and death, make us alive with his life, that the whole world may resound with your praise, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The final reading from the Gospel of St. Luke. Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse 36. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified, and thought that they had seen a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, 
These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them, and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, blessing God. Here ends the Gospel of our Lord. O spring in the desert, O shelter from the heat, O light in the darkness, O guide for the feet, O joy in our sadness, O support for the weak, O Lord, with us always, your presence we seek. Amen. Chapter 46 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert One ought not to pass over a heavenly miracle granted by the divine mercy through part of the fabric of that holy oratory wherein our venerable father did solitary battle for the Lord. He who judges the hearts of men alone knows whether it ought to be ascribed to the merits of Cuthbert himself, or to his successor, Ethelwald, a man equally devoted to God. There is no reason for not believing that they both had a hand in it, together with the faith of that reverend father, Felgild, through whom and in whom the cure itself was wrought. He was the third heir to Cuthbert's spiritual battleground, and is now over seventy, awaiting the end of this life, and longing for the life to come. After Cuthbert's death, Ethelwald came to Farn, having been already tested many years in the monastic life, until he had reached, step by step, the sublime life of a hermit. The walls of the oratory were crumbling with age. The planks they were made of had been badly put together and had consequently come apart, leaving the place wide open to the stormy winds. Our venerable Cuthbert, more concerned with the splendours of his heavenly than his earthly abode, 
had simply stuffed the cracks with mud or straw, or whatever else he could lay his hands on, to avoid having the fervour of his prayer cooled by daily blast and downpour. When Ethelwald saw the state of the building, he asked the brethren who used to flock to him to bring calfskin. This he hoisted up as a shield against the violence of the blasts, at the corner where he, like Cuthbert before him, had most often stood or knelt in prayer. There he remained twelve years, without a break, until he entered the joys of paradise. Felgild came next, and it was then that the right reverend Bishop of Lindisfarne, A. Adfrith, decided to restore the oratory from its foundations up, since by then it was falling to pieces. When the work was finished, Felgild had many requests from devout people for some small relic of Cuthbert or Ethelwald. The idea came to him of cutting the calfskin into pieces. But he thought he would first try it out on himself before giving it to anyone else. His face was disfigured with a red patch and a swelling, the beginnings of which had been obvious long ago to his colleagues, with whom he had lived the common life. Greater abstinence and comparative neglect of the body during his life as a hermit, coupled with the fact that he had shut himself up for long periods without the warmth of sun and the fresh air, had made the disfigurement much worse. His face was now one mass of inflammation. Fearing that the gravity of his complaint would force him to retire from the solitary life back to the monastery, he was bold enough to pin his faith on a cure, hoping that they whose long abode he delighted to dwell in would make him whole again. He put a piece of the leather in water and bathed his face with it. At once the swelling and foul scab disappeared. The first person to tell me this was a good priest of this monastery at Jarrow. He said he saw Felgild's face when swollen and disfigured, and had put his hand through the window to feel it when it was cleansed. Felgild told the story himself later, saying that everything had happened just as the priest had said, and that, though he lived in confinement for as many years again, the swelling never returned. Such is the grace of that almighty God, whose property is to cure many, even in this world, and to heal all infirmity of body and mind in the world to come. Satisfying our desires with good things, and crowning us forever with loving kindness and tender mercies. Here ends the book of the life and miracles of St. Cuthbert, Bishop of Lindisfarne. We come to our prayers of intercession. 
Let us pray for this world of our Lord's. On this day that the Lord has made, let us pray for the people he has redeemed. That we may live as those who believe in the triumph of the cross. That all people may receive the good news of his victory. That those born to new life in the waters of baptism may know the power of his resurrection. That those who suffer pain and anguish may find healing and peace in the wounds of Christ. that in the undying love of Christ we may be united with all who have died in the faith of Christ. And so we commend the world in which Christ rose from the dead to the mercy and protection of our God. Amen. A Collect an Anglo-Saxon prayer from the Nunnaminster Codex. According to your generosity, O Lord, who are the fountain of all mercy, may we be forever cleansed within from all the pollution of our sins. At your leading alone, may we merit to attain with fitting jubilation to your eternal banquet, and dance forever before your eternal bride, O God, with palms of victory and with lamps burning bright. May we be worthy to enter in happiness before you, who with God the Father and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns as God in glory for endless ages. Amen. And we pray as our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And finally, a prayer for ourselves. 
another Anglo-Saxon prayer from the Nunnaminster Codex. O only begotten Son of the Beloved Father, who appeared alive in many discussions with your apostles for forty days after your passion, and thereafter caused your holy and sinless body to ascend into heaven before your watching disciples, in the sight of hosts of rejoicing angels, to sit above the stars on the right hand of the Father. Grant me grace in all I do, that I may be able to make the journey to heaven, secure from all the enemies that may oppose me, O eternal God. May I merit being with you wherever the eagles gather around the body of the Lord. This I beg of you, Lord Jesus Christ, whom the angels serve as Saviour of the world, my Redeemer and Ruler of all the ages. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.